This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. What's up everyone? My name is Russell and what time is it? It is Hero Time in which I'll be bringing you up to date on all the latest in pop culture news for your hearing pleasure. Coming up this week, the Avatar Airbender universe is in full flight with movies and TV shows in development. Three Game of Thrones spin-offs are in production at HBO. The Last of Us HBO series first season will be based on the first game and the new Resident Evil reboot movie has a new title and it will be different to the original movies. But first up in our top story, coming from the folks of IGN, Nickelodeon has started to lay the groundwork for an Avatar Embedder universe that will feature multiple series and movies. In an interview with Deadline, Nickelodeon president Brian Robbins revealed that the network is in the very early stages of planning an expansion of Avatar The Last Airbender that will consist of multiple projects across a variety of mediums. He kept the rest of the details under wraps for now, though he did say that they could be potentially be ready to unveil their plans very soon. We are in the early stages of developing and exploring what we are calling an entire Avatar Airbender universe, Robbins said. Mike DiMartino and Brian Konetsko are hard at work, and I think that the universe will encompass definitely a theatrical film, animation, certainly multiple TV series, and probably multiple films. I think we will be ready very soon to tell the world what is coming first, but we are not there yet because we're in the early stages of creative development. Last month, Nickelodeon announced the launch of an all-new division dedicated to creating new series and movies based in the world of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Avatar The Last Airbender creators and executive producers Michael DiMartino and Brian Konetsko were named as the leaders of the new division, which they officially called Avatar Studios. Avatar Studios is expected to debut on Paramount+, Plus, Nickelodeon platforms, and unspecified third-party platforms, as well as in cinemas. We are very excited to fill our own platforms today, Robbins explained further. We will strategically license context to other places for different reasons, but mostly focus is on filling our own platforms, starting with Linear TV. The first project from the studio is set to be an animated theatrical film that is scheduled to start production later this year. No further details were given about the first project out of the gate, though DiMartino and Konetsko commented on the franchise's expansion saying there are still many stories and time periods in Aang's world that we are eager to bring to life. The original animated adventure series concluded with a widely lauded two-hour television movie in 2008, which IGN regarded to be one of the best series finales of all time. Netflix added all three seasons of Avatar The Last Airbender to its library in May last year, while The Legend of Korra 
arrived on the platform for U.S. subscribers in August. Netflix also has a live-action adaptation of Avatar The Last Airbender in the works. However, original series creators Michael DiMartino and Brian Konietzko departed the project last June, citing creative differences as the reason for their exit. Executive producer Dan Lin and his production company Rightback remain attached to the series along with Nickelodeon. Up next, reports from IGN confirmed that HBO is tripling down on Game of Thrones. The network has set up three new projects which would serve as prequels to its adaptation of George R.R. Martin's series of fantasy novels as reported by Deadline and confirmed by The Hollywood Reporter. One project has the working title 10,000 Ships. It follows Princess Nymeria, an ancestor of House Martell and founder of the Kingdom of Dawn. The series is set a millennium before the events of Game of Thrones, marking an exploration of much older mythos than the Westeros timeline. Another project is set in Flea Bottom, the shady and labyrinthine slum district of King's Landing that was featured in the first four seasons of the show. The final project is being developed by Rome creator Bruno Heller with the working title Nine Voyages. The series would follow Lord Corley Velron, also known as the Sea Snake and the head of the House of Valerian. Lord Corley's Valerian is already set to appear in the House of the Dragon, the first Game of Thrones spin-off that HBO has greenlit. The series will begin filming next month with Olivia Cook, Emma Darcy, Patty Considine, and Matt Smith starring. It is set to premiere sometime in 2022. In addition, several other Game of Thrones spin-offs are already in the works. Another series is being adapted from Martin Dunks and Ake Novellas. The prequel series follows the adventures of Sir Duncan the Tale and Adrian V. Targaryen, 90 years prior to the events of HBO's show. An animated Game of Thrones series is also in early production at HBO Max. Meanwhile, George R. R. Martin hopes to finish Winds of Winter by the end of this year. Up next, IGM reports that The Last of Us on HBO will directly lift dialogue from the original game, says executive producer Neil Druckmann, but will see some episodes deviate greatly from the events IGM played previously. The Last of Us is the first of several planned PlayStation adaptations into film and television, and with both Ellie's and Joel's roles cast, one of the biggest questions remain, how closely will the HBO series adhere to the original's story? Speaking to IGN during South by Southwest 2021, The Last of Us game director and show executive producer Neil Druckmann spoke about his and showrunner Craig Mazin's approach to adapting the acclaimed original game. We talked at length that season one of the show is going to be the f- first game. 
Druckmann explained, noting that him and Mason, the philosophical underpinnings of the story, were the essential thing to get right about the adaptation. As far as superficial things, like should a character wear the same plaid shirt or the same red shirt, they might or might not appear in it, that's way less important to us than getting the core of the story and the core of their journey. And while Druckmann could not, of course, reveal too much about the team's exact plan for how the series will play out in comparison to the game, he did explain that viewers will certainly recognize some dialogue and be surprised by large parts of episodes. Things sometimes stay pretty close, it's funny to see my dialogue there from the games in HBO scripts. And sometimes they deviate greatly to much better effect because we are dealing with a different medium, he said. For example, in the game, there's so much action you have to have to train the player about mechanics. You have to have more violence and more spectacle to some degree than you would need on the TV show because you don't need to train people on how to use a gun. So that's something that's been really different. And HBO's been great in pushing us to move away from the hardcore action and focus more on the drama of the characters. Some of my favorite episodes so far have deviated greatly from the story and I can t wait for people to see them. But beyond that, Druckmann didn't want to spoil the experience of what's to come, only to say that he can't wait for people to see what we saw in the people we've brought together. Referring to Pedro Pascal as Joel and Bella Ramsey as Ellie, but he did recently get to see one of the game's main threats come to life. I just saw the first prosthetic test of the clicker and it was awesome. It's so rare to see these things come to physical life, Druckmann said. The final report of the day. Reports coming from, you guessed it, IGN states that the Resident Evil movie is officially titled Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. And director Johannes Roberts confirmed that this is an entirely new start for the Resident Evil universe as it appears on film, unrelated to the wildly successful box office bombs of the Paul W.S. Anderson adaptation. Obviously, there is the Resident Evil film franchise, and this movie doesn't have to do anything with that, says Roberts in an interview with IGN for South by Southwest. It's a whole separate origin story based in the roots of the video game series and the world of horror. Robert says he loves Anderson's take on the Resident Evil universe and the fun it had with the franchise, but Robert says that this film will hopefully be the start of a new franchise of Resident Evil movies. Robert says he wasn't presented with the task of remaking Anderson's films. We're not making a remake, we're going in a different direction completely. It was a real pleasure to be given the reins of a new franchise. Hopefully that really is 
its own thing, says Roberts. One that he says deals with the lore and history and fabric of the games. Roberts's primary background as a filmmaker is in horror movies, having directed movies like The Strangers Pray at Night and a shark horror film 47 Meters Down. Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City will be working with Constantine Film, the production company behind the previous Resident Evil film franchise, but it appears that the company and director are both looking to take Resident Evil in a new direction for this origin story. Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City will take the story of both the first and second Resident Evil games and tell an origin story featuring all the main characters, including Chris and Claire Redfield, Jim Valentine, and Leon S. Kennedy. And that's all the time for Hero Time this week. Thank you very much for listening to this week's edition of Hero Time. Join me again next week while I keep you updated on all the latest in pop culture news for your absolute hearing pleasure. And don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Phoenix Hero Time where I post all the pop culture news every day of the week. And if you want to catch up on this week's episode of Hero Time, listen to it again on Phoenix Radio Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Wooska. Thanks again for listening. My name is Russell, and for all the programs you love, keep it right to phoenixradio.com.au. Have a good day, everyone. Bye-bye.